Hey guys, it's Josh again here with Victor, and oh. <laughs> welcome back to uh, Memeing Jesus. Um, you know, we just kind of started our little intro last time and told you a little about little bit about who we are and what we plan to do. And we did tell you we were going to talk about Trayvon Martin today, but we told you it was going to be a little different, a little something you weren't maybe expecting. So I'll let Victor uh, explain that. Well, when the uh, the arrest, the indictment came down and uh, Mr. Zimmerman was indicted, uh, there was a press conference from the family. And this is just a little bit, uh, a, cl a short clip of what they said and pretty much what set me off. So here we go. First of all, I want to say thank God. We simply wanted an arrest. We wanted nothing more, nothing less. We just wanted an arrest. And we got it. And I say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Secondly, I just want to speak from my heart to your heart. Because a heart has no color. It's not black. It's not white. It's red. And I want to say thank you from my heart to your heart. First of all, we just like to thank everyone once again for uh, being compassionate about this as we were, as we are, as we will be. Um, as Attorney Crump said, this is just the beginning. We got a long way to go, and we have faith. The first, the first time we marched, I looked to the sky, and I just told myself, when I walk, I will walk by faith. And we will continue to, we will continue to walk by faith. We will continue to hold hands on this journey. White, black, Hispanic, Latino, we will continue to walk. We will march and march and march until the right thing is done. Thank you. All right, so that was the video. And there were two things that happened. One was said by the mom, and the other one was said by the dad. And I'm just going to kind of point them out to you. And um, we'll actually put a transcript of uh, what was said, and we'll highlight the points that we're going to be talking about. And I want to say from the very beginning, from the very beginning, this whole situation is terrible. There are no winners. There's nothing positive about this whole thing. But what really bothered me was when the mom said that the first thing she wanted to do was to thank God for the <laughs> arrest. That just completely was not cool to me at all. Because, and there, there was two things, two questions that kind of came up to my mind. Does Jesus or God, Holy Spirit, the church, should we really be saying things like this? That was the first thing that just really, really bothered me. It didn't make any sense to me that she would be thanking God because then who in the world would George Zimmerman be thinking? What, <laughs> right. what is he praying to if he's a believing person? I don't think God's getting in the middle of all of this. And so are we going to say that God is on Trayvon's side because there was an indictment? And that's basically what the mom said. We just wanted an arrest. That's all we wanted. We wanted, that's what we wanted, that's what we got. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I have a problem with that. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I understand grieving. I understand. I've done counseling. I get that. And you need to grieve in whatever way you can. I just don't see how being thankful that somebody else's life is now going to be turned upside down too is what Jesus had in mind. I, and that's where I was struggling. And I'm like, as a, as a pastor, as a believer in Jesus, as someone who believes the Bible and, and trusts what it says about God, I just, I was so 
I mean, mad would probably be an understatement. <laughs> but I don't know what other word to use, but I was upset about that. And, and I was like, is that really the image, the vision what, that we want to be putting out there? And I, and I have to say no. I have to say no. I know that she's upset. I know that everybody around, and, and I don't have anything against Reverend Sharpton, but that dude standing right next to them bothered me too. Maybe we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> but I got to tell you, this whole thing was just nuts to me. Um, and, and the dad, the last thing the dad said, uh, just to point that out real, real quick, and I'm going to throw it to Josh so he can kind of chime in with me here, is you know, we're going to continue to walk. We'll, we'll march and march and march until the right thing is done. Okay, <laughs> said, Wh whose version of the right thing in this situation? Okay, you know, and, and I keep thinking, what's going to happen at this trial? What's going to happen when this evidence comes out? And okay, what, what if Zimmerman was wrong and he killed him and he should go to jail? And if he did wrong, I want him to go to jail. I think that's the right thing to do for the law in order for us to be safe, all of us to live in a society that we can feel comfortable in. But what if, what if it turns out that Trayvon did do the wrong and he did beat that guy up for whatever reason? He just snapped this. I don't know. What if the right thing doesn't turn out to be what they expect? Where, where are they going to end up with that? And that's kind of, those are all the issues that I'm just like, really? Is this kind of how we're going to address this? And so I am still struggling to make sense of it, but I just don't think that this is right. And I'm going to say something about that in just a little bit, but I'm going to hand it over to Josh because I want Josh to chime in because I know he's ready to say something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I totally am with you 100% on that. Um, you know, I, I get too, like you said, that it's grieving and, and that, you know, in that moment, um, you know, she's saying things to make herself feel better. To, but at the same time, uh, we really got to look at what it says about us as a whole. Um, you know, so try to step out, try to step out of the, the specific case and more into what it says about, you know, our American Christian theology, which is really, you know, how, how do we even begin to attempt to say what God is and isn't for? I mean, I think there are things biblically that we know that God is and isn't for. Um, but when it comes to things like this, um, I just don't know that it's even our place to begin to make those sorts of assumptions. Um, you know, and if, if, if we are to go with that, if we are to say, okay, well, God wanted an arrest, well, or they were praying for an arrest. Well, what the heck was George Zimmerman praying for? You know, you know what is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? What is he asking for? And then what happens when they're both asking for separate things? Then what do we do with that that problem that we have that duality that's going on there? And I don't think they've left themselves any room um, to have that sort of discussion. It's God is on our side because our kid was murdered. Yeah, it's terrible that your kid. Your yeah, kid is dead definitely. now, but I'm I'm not entirely convinced that you can just say, well, Jesus is on our side. Um, what it, what it does is it's creating an us versus them mentality that's that's prevalent in our church culture these days. Um, that that is abrasive and scared of everything that is in us. Um, you know, we ha we say, well, you know, we just hope that Jesus is going to keep us safe and all this stuff, and and it does create an, an us versus them, and it that scares me because the the world sees that the world sees comments like this, yeah. and they freak the heck out because they see Christians that are scared of them, and, mm -hmm. and are trying to and are trying to work in a way that's to get rid of them or to squash them out. That's the way they feel. Um, and so when, when comments like this are made, um, 
you know, I think there's a, probably a majority of people that listen to what Trayvon's mom said, and they probably don't think anything of it. And there are probably going to be people that are going to see this that are going to think we're taking this way too far. Um, but my, my thought, and I, and I think your thought is too, that if she's having these thoughts about this, um, it's, it's not just that it's coming out here. It, it's, it's other places too. Um, I, I actually don't have this in the notes, and, and I might make Victor's skin crawl um, by mentioning this author. Um, but a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years Uh-oh. ago, uh, Mr. Rob Bell uh, said oh, something. No. Said, hold on, hold on. He said something <laughs> in, in one of his Numa videos. He was making a comment. I, Numa videos? Yeah. I think it was, or it might have been in it might have been in one of his books. But anyway, the point he made was that he was talking about people will say like, "Thank God was with me" or "Jesus was with me" because I got a parking space close to the mall. <laughs> Um, and, and that's ridiculous, uh, and that's the same thing we're talking about here where we're saying, you know, does Jesus have any business in this conversation at all? Um, you know, sometimes things just happen. It, it, okay, it's the, same, it's the same idea in sports, just to switch it to a completely different subject. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, okay, everybody says the Lord's Prayer at the beginning of the game or they're praying to win the game. You know, I, I'm more interested in the prayers nobody gets hurt. I pray that we actually act like sportsmen or sportswomen and that we're doing good things. But the idea that God is interested in whether or not the Cubs, you know, beat the Braves, <laughs> you know, I'm a Cubs fan, just throwing that out there. But that doesn't make any sense to me either. And that's right. the same idea that, okay, I do believe that God is in the mundane. I do believe that God is in the little things. He's interested in those kinds of things. And I've got stories I could tell you about all that. But that doesn't mean that God's interest turns into his deciding which side he's on. God's on God's side. He is not on our side. And and the idea that we are going to somehow trick him or get him to be on our side is, I think, where we make the mistakes in our theology and in the way we do it. Because, you know, Josh, you're right. If if she's making this claim now, in what other areas of her life will she do that? And I know that that's a generalization, but if I think of myself, my theology plays out in all different areas of my life. What oh, I believe definitely. about God plays out in all other things. How I raise my, my kids, how I interact with my wife, how I deal with my ministry, with the young kids, the young people that I deal with on a regular basis. What I believe about God plays into all of that. And so I need to be aware. And, and okay, just to, just to cover back, this is an extreme situation. Okay, I don't think anybody listening to this or even me and Josh, we know this is an extreme situation. But it's in the extreme that our, the truth is somehow kind of finds its way to the surface because it's stretched as far as it could possibly go. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's not stretched this far, we're like, oh, it's okay, blah, 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 blah. But here we are in a situation where we're stretched as far and as thinly as we can possibly go. And now we have to make a decision. Do we actually believe that God is in this mm-hmm. in the way that it's being presented? I don't think so. I, I'm not yeah. comfortable with that. And, and I know that this is a bad situation, and I feel terrible. I feel terrible for Trayvon and the fact that he lost his life, and I pray. I pray with all my heart that he made a, a profession of faith and that he believed in Jesus. That's what I believe, you know. And I pray that the same thing for George Zimmerman. I, I just don't find myself on either side because right. there's no winning. There's no winning. If he goes to jail, that kid's still dead. Yeah. You know, and, and, and even if he doesn't go to jail, that family is still destroyed. Now he's destroyed because of everything. So there's no winning in this situation. Mm-hmm. But how do we move from what we see to where we need yeah. to be? And that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I don't yeah. know. And, and kind of the the next thing, uh, it's I, I want to talk about the sports thing because there's a really good SNL clip uh, where Jesus showed up and talked to Tim Tebow, um, yeah. told him to tone it down. But anyway, that's not where we need to go. Um, Another you know, show, another show. I, I, I don't think uh, that – I don't – I really – I don't think that Jesus allows us to be this divisive. 
Um, I don't think that his teachings uh, allow for the kinds of um, leeway we've taken um, with what we determine to be his will or not. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, a little bit scripturally. But this is this is the reason. I'm going to give you a, a concrete reason of why I don't think we need to be saying things like this. Um, uh, one of the YouTube comments on the Trayvon video, which I'm gonna, we're going to actually link in the description, and I'll put this uh, comment down there, and you can see it. It's um, I want to say it was one of the top comment, top-rated comments on there, if I remember correctly. Um, but this is what they said. They said, "Okay, I'm just asking, where was God when He was murdered in all capitals? If He's so great, why did all this happen?" Now, I know what He's talking about is something totally different than what we're talking about, but. The reason this question is being asked, the reason the question comes into play, well, where was God when Trayvon was murdered, is because you made it God's business by saying that he's the one that orchestrated the arrest. Right. Had she it, never said that, this comment would never have been made. Because right. it, it, it's not a question – before this, it's a tragedy, and it's not a question of whether or not God is great. But when you start dragging Jesus' name into things that he may or may not have anything to do with, um, it causes the people outside of the church, really. The, you know, It causes those people to see it as, well, they've claimed this as theirs, and so now we have to react. It's almost as if we've taken or she's taken – um, what is a tragedy on a national level of all people of all creeds, religions, races, everything. She's taken that and now she's turned it into a Christian thing. And people that aren't Christian are, are upset because now they can't – they feel like they can't be as involved because you've tried to bring Jesus into it, I think. Um, and I think that's what he's, he's trying to say here. I, and, I, and I would completely agree with that. I think that – when we, in like any situation, the second that you make it your own problem, your own issue, then what you're doing is you become exclusive. Mm -hmm. you, you are excluding people out of the conversation because all of a sudden you've changed the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. No longer is this an issue of self-defense. This isn't an issue of racial profiling. All of a sudden it becomes about whether or not, why did God allow this to happen? And you're like, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about all these other issues. Right. And, and all of a sudden this, you know, it's like God and Jesus are the trump card. Right. I'm playing Jesus card on this, and boom, it's over. This is the only thing we can talk about. And the thing is that while maybe nobody else outside of the church world will pick up on this as a church leader and as someone in the church, this struck a chord with me because how in the, I mean, we're dragging Jesus into a conversation, like you said, where he really was not interested in being. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's I think crazy. I think what's what's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't actually remember when this actually came out. When you told me about it, but I haven't I haven't done a lot of looking in to see what. Because uh, I've actually seen some interesting things from the church as far as like their stances on this. Some people I know in the church, and and I don't want to get into the logistics of whether or not I think Zimmerman's at fault or whatever. I don't want to do that here. Um, but I saw some interesting things come from people in the church that I know, and I wonder now that Zim or, or that um, Trayvon's mom has brought Jesus into the equation, I wonder what the thought is now. Um, and, and really my point in saying that is that it's divisive all around. It's divisive with the people outside of the church, but it's divisive with the people in, um, because this thing started off as a race thing, unfortunately. I don't think it had any business being a race thing, but that's what it turned into. And... What sucks is that because it's a race thing, it's already 
ridiculous in the world of the church before this is even brought in because mm-hmm. there's so many stances on everything because it's a race thing it becomes then a political thing which is frustrating but with this with her saying this i wonder what that's done um to that to that does that make sense yeah it's it's already supercharged it's already yeah. supercharged with the fact that it's uh, a black kid and uh, a white guy it's a gated community and all the stuff that happened there and and then you you throw in it's like throwing gasoline right. on a huge fire just like hey it's not big enough just it just blows up, yeah. and and you're and you find yourself thinking, okay, um, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Because you can't take this back, right? You can't go back, and you've opened this up. You know, you've opened this can of worms, uh, or or to switch the philosophical metaphor, you open Pandora's box. Mm. You didn't know what was in there, but here's the thing: in this case, most people know what's going to happen. The second you go this way, most people know what's about to go down, and then they have to make a decision. Now what? You know, and and then it becomes an issue of who can exploit this the quickest or the or the fastest to make sure that it doesn't get crazy. Yeah. So let, let, let's transition to a second. So what does the Bible actually say about this issue? Okay. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: there's nothing specific in there. Trayvon's name, Zimmerman's name are not in the Bible. <laughs> so how do we deal with this issue of suffering and whether or not God is great? Um, and and here's where I go. I go to the one to these two this this one book of the Bible written by Peter, one of Jesus' original disciples, and he says two things specifically, two things specifically, that American Christianity does not like. And I know that for a fact, because when you, when you just allow these two verses just to be read, and you just let people think about what it means just on the surface, they get very uncomfortable. And I'm gonna, I'm, we'll put these in the description so that you can look them up and look them up in context and read the whole letter. It's only about four chapters long. So it's not going to take you that long to do this. So it's 1 Peter 3.17. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version just so you know what version of the Bible I'm using. It says, For it is better to suffer for doing good. Okay, that seems easy enough. I got it. All right, I'm doing the right thing. Somebody doesn't like it, doesn't agree with it, so I'm going to get stuck with it. I'm going to get hit. But here's the part that gets people. If that should be God's will. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> That's the idea that goes in my head. There is a sense in which there could be suffering in my life that is a part of God's plan, that, is a, that he knows about and could be very much a result of his own hand, than for doing evil. That's how it finishes. For it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. Now here's the second verse, and I'll just put it out there and we'll just chat about it. First Peter 4.19. Okay, so Peter is hitting it again. Therefore, let those who suffer, and here's the kicker, here's the kicker of this, <laughs> according to God's will. So now there's no avoiding it. Peter seems to say that there may be times when you suffer for God's will, that it, that is exactly what he wants to happen in your life. Now, we're not making any statements about whether or not this is what's supposed to happen with the Martin family. That's not what we're saying, okay? That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But for me, the bottom line is that we have to believe and deal with the fact of sin. Okay? Why did this happen? Going back to the comment from the guy on the Trayvon case, right? If he's so great, why did all this happen? Uh, because we as a human race, as human beings, are terrible by nature. <laughs> right? If, if, if we are left to our own devices, if there were no laws, no policemen, no government, we would be anarchists. We would do whatever felt right. Now, some people don't agree with that. And what that does is, is, is uh, and at least for me, it creates this, this environment where we say things like we heard from Trayvon's parents, mm-hmm. where we thank God that there is, for us, see, it's, 
our sense of justice what's happening to Zimmerman. And Zimmerman feels injustice because if he is innocent, we don't know. We won't know that until the, the trial goes through. If he is innocent, now he is being now he's having an injustice done against him. And so how do we deal with this issue of suffering, this issue of evil in the world, this evil of, you know, why did God let this happen? You know, the fact, here's the question I like to ask. When something bad doesn't happen, that's when I'm surprised. I'm surprised when good things are happening because <laughs> all of us should be having, should have bad things happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we flip it because, at least in American Christianity, we want the good to happen to us all the time. We've yeah. gotten so spoiled. Yeah, and not only that, we've convinced ourselves that it's, it is God's will that nothing bad would ever happen to us. He would um, never want that to happen to us. Even though there are scriptures that are obviously telling us that sometimes bad things are going to happen and it is God's will. These are just two. These are just two for one person. Right, right. And that's the thing. We we can go to other places and find similar references, um, and we might we might hit those later on. But Mm -hmm. and if you want us to, if you need that information, we'll be more than happy to look it up and give it to you. But these are just two examples that are so clear about what it is that God is doing, and it's the you know I'm not going to say this is an actuality because I'm not sure, but the possibility is real. The possibility that this could be a part of God's plan. So how, what are we going to do? Are we just going to throw up our hands and say, all right, God, I'm done. I'm done with you because there's no way that you could be good and allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. That would be a mistake. That would be a mistake because we cannot see what God sees. And we have to trust that he is good enough to know the best thing. And that, that gets into some, some issues that we don't have time for in this session and in this episode, but I grapple with this on a regular basis, personally, just trying to figure out how do I make sense of what is happening around me. And the only way I can do that is to trust that God is good. But if you don't, if you don't start with that, then anything becomes possible. Right. You, can, you, you risk a lot at that point. Yeah, and what I'm worried about for, for the Martin family um, is that you know when you've started it up to this discussion, well, what happens when there's not enough evidence to convict? Or what happens when Florida's stand-your-ground law actually takes effect and we see this guy was actually hurt because now we're actually finding pictures where he is actually bloodied. And so if, if he was attacked, then Florida law says he was okay to do what he did. So if he becomes, if he's not convicted, then now she's opened up the door to say, well, obviously God failed. And yep. I, I just don't think that's safe ground to be on. Now, on top of that, we can't, we can't be scared all the time that we're taking power away from God because I don't think that's the case. But, no. but, but I do think when we, when we start conversations like this, because of our, our thought that God must, in fact, be on my side because that's his nature when that's not a true statement, um, then, then we're setting ourselves up for trouble. Um, and I definitely think this, these scriptures do point um, to the fact that really – Bad things happen. Um, sometimes it's in God's will, and sometimes it's not. <laughs> Bad things just happen because there's sin in the world. We are sinful, and that sucks sometimes. And if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you think that your basic tendency as just a normal person, right? You're a good person, right? Um, no, I, <laughs> I think that I think you, you give yourself too much credit. Because, again, you, here's the thing. I'm a good person, so what does that make everybody else? Right. You, that divisive thing we talked about just a little while ago. If, if I'm good, 
then who becomes the standard? And I think that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who becomes the one who judges my goodness versus somebody else's not-so-goodness or somebody else's betterness relative to my goodness? Right. Uh, and so it, it, that – and those are all kind of theology issues that you could, you could spend years, if not you know, ages, trying to decipher. And as a matter of fact, you can go into the libraries and read stuff like this. People have been talking about this for as long as people have been talking as long as people have been breathing, people have been trying to figure out how do I know that my goodness is as good as yours or if your goodness is better than mine or worse than mine. And you're going back and forth and back and forth with no real resolution. So um, th- this whole situation, the whole event is bad. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But when we take God and we throw him in the mix of it, to make ourselves feel better. And I'm not saying that that's what happened. But why else would you do this? Mm-hmm. Why, why else would... Because you are grieving, you're hurting. And I, I'll tell you what really bothers me. Who, who, is, who is leading these people? Who, who is counseling these people? Um, because I, I, just, I just wouldn't want someone to put me in a situation where we're us versus them. We're right. God's with me and mine and you people. Right, and that's the sense, that's the tone. You people are not. If you're not on my side, then you are not with me. And you don't understand, because you don't understand, then I'm going to chuck whatever it is that you have out the window. Okay. Um, that's dangerous because societies can't be sustained uh, with that kind of a, a mentality. Nope. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Um, but we definitely need to talk about it. Uh, I think yeah. as a Christian community, uh, just as a community in general, uh, we need to talk about these things because if we don't, we're going to find ourselves in, in more trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, and we'll go ahead and start to wrap up. But I think, I think I speak for Victor uh, as well when I say that you know, it is it is terrible what happened, and um, this is a case that really the whole country is watching, um, and it will continue to be that way. Um, and it needs to be what it needs to be. I think I think it happened, and because of it happening, some things have come to light that I think are probably things that needed to come to light. Um, but let's not make it worse um, or take away from what it could really be doing by turning it into a, a Christian matter. Um, it is a it is a human matter is what it is at the heart, and it needs to stay that way. There's no reason for us to bring bring that into it when there are so many other issues raised that make this a human matter on a on a whole level regardless of what you believe about God um, and so that, that that's the big thing here um, but but our, our heart and our prayers they go out to to Trayvon's family and un, even to the Zimmerman family that this is these are two families that's lives are turned upside down now because of something that happened and regardless we'll find out in court but regardless of what we of what is happening in the future, we know now is that it's bad on all sides, and it's just it's just not good. And the only thing worse than having your life turned upside down is having it turned upside down so publicly. Yeah. That 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 every single thing from now on, forever, for as long as we know of George Zimmerman's name, this this whole event will will yeah. follow him like a cloud in the sky. Right. And so, I, I just I just I just want for us those of and by us not this us think thing them. But for those of us that claim to be Christian, those of us that uh, profess to be followers of Jesus, that our response wouldn't be um, 
to throw God into the mix without knowing what God really wants exactly. in this situation. Um, if if we're struggling with our grief, that's fine. Everybody grieves differently. I'm, I understand that. But don't just throw God under the bus because you need to feel better. Um, right. And we need, we need to be aware of that. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, I'm just praying um, that whoever's counseling uh, the Zimmermans, whoever's counseling uh, the Martin family, that they would not allow God to be, you know, on their side just because um, they need hope. Hope is found in a relationship with Christ, not in thinking that you're right or that people need to be with you in order mm-hmm. to be right. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I hate this. I, I hate this personally. I think this is terrible. Uh, another young life is gone. Another, another man's life is in shambles. Uh, a family will never be able to experience the, the potential that existed because everything I've read, uh, Trayvon was, you know, essentially a good kid, was a good athlete, had a lot of potential for us coming up. Now that's gone. Yeah. Um, so I think we just need to take a step back, all of us, uh, those who believe in Jesus and those who uh, believe and have faith in, in humanity, just need to st- take a step back and say, all right, what can we do that would actually be positive and bring about change? True story. All right. Well, I think I think we probably ran this into the ground. Uh, <laughs> Let's beat the horse again. Come on. Uh, don't don't be afraid to uh, you know leave stuff in the comments. Have some feedback. Um, we definitely want to see where people are at on this. And and really, the point of the show, at its core, is to create a discussion that we as Christians can start to do things that actually give us a good name. Um, so I just ask that as you're in the comments section, be nice to each other. Um, and let's have it. Let's have a real conversation. Whether you're a Christian or not, let's have a real conversation here about some real things that we can do to start actually making something good out of this situation, rather than piling on more bad. Um, but that, that's about that um, for for this for this subject. But uh, the next episode, just to give you a preview of what we're going to be talking about uh, in the next episode, I read an article. Um, it was actually on the Huffington Post. Um, and I'll just I'll read you the title of this article. It's Christian Conservatives Plot Defeat for Socialist Obama at Florida Revival. Th- so many things are wrong with this, uh, in my opinion. Um, there's statements of um, wanting to elect the lesser of two evils. That's a direct quote, um, uh, and it's reference to Mitt Romney. It's the point being they would rather vote in Mitt Romney even though they don't like him than have Obama, and their reason is because they believe that Obama is secular and socialist, both of which are unproven um, and I I think ridiculous. But we'll talk about that more in the next time um, <laughs> we get there. But but is it a question that we even need to be having from a religious standpoint? Um and I think it's kind of – it's almost, again, a little bit what we just talked about, but on a different yep. level. Um, it brings yep. it you know, more out of the – how do we deal with this tragedy, but into the political arena, um, which I think there's plenty of stuff there that, deal, you know, that we can talk about next time. But I'm, I'm excited for that. So um, link to that article down in the description too so you can look at it um, for the next time um, so you can know what we're talking about. That, that's the article we'll be talking about. I mean we'll bring other things into it. Um, that's our core of what the episode will be about. Victor, you got anything to say about that? I'm excited. <laughs> that's about it, brother. This cool. Good. I'm, I've enjoyed this. Me too. Me too. So, guys, uh, if you would like, uh, you can well, down, look down, down in the description. I know we've told you to go there like a million times today. 
Uh, but if you go down in the description, you'll see links to both of our Twitter accounts. Um, you can follow us. Uh, don't expect us to rant like this on Twitter because we don't. Um, not for the most part. I probably might more than Victor would. Um, yes. <laughs> but but there's links to all of our stuff, and that you can you can. You know, I I know for me, I've been on the internet for like a year or so now, so I, I'm used to having people add me, and I try to talk back and forth. And we like I said, we really want a dialogue, so we really want that to come out of this. So don't be afraid. Um, and you know, if you want to send us ideas for things to talk about, if you read an article or see a video. And you think it's something that is relevant to the conversation? Send it to us. You can send it to us on YouTube in a message or on Twitter, and uh, we'll definitely take any of that into consideration. Sounds All good. Right. Looking right. forward to it. Well, we are out of here, and we will see you next time for the next episode of Memeing Jesus. Amen. <laughs>